kids Come join us at the corner Of the round table horror weekend for us on the punt yeah it wasn't great we had a bit what a second strip out for the for the podcast now well on my end anyway so yeah it sucks we had a couple of unlucky runs like i thought uncommon james was really good bit of cover may have been a bit bit of a different story and we might have not kind of how do we put it um showed late i guess because lofty strike just pounced on us in that last 50 meters so you could see the whole time that um Uncommon James running into the wind. He kicked really, really nicely and it just showed in those last last metres that he probably could have got rid of cover and it might have been a different story. Yeah, he wanted it. Was, yeah. he, was he three wide? I can't remember. He was – well, he it was it was like a weird position where he was like in, a, in, in like a good position but he didn't have cover. So it essentially was three wide but he wasn't up there with that lead bead. Yeah, look, I thought – I thought it was a good tip, regardless of the result. Like he looked, he looked strong. Like he he kicked. I just I, di- I didn't even see that lofty strike coming down the outside till the last minute. It's uh, and the one was funny after we us talking about it during on the podcast about how Julius Sandu and the Yagis how they're really underrated trainers and when they bring them to town they're usually good to go. And I love That's how right. we put we got egg on our face when Julius Sandu's horse. Obviously, it was the one that knocked us off. Oh, that's right. It was a Sandu. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's a, he's a really good horse. And I think he's he was one of those ones that you kind of looked at during his young, like his younger years. And you you saw that he was going to be a horse that would, with a bit of development, the right training was actually going to be a bit of a weapon. And I think he could be one of the finds of this spring if he keeps, if he leaps frog, leapfrogs from that that result that happened on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge run. Like, with that rail out to and what he was probably further towards the back on the turn, wasn't he? I wasn't even paying attention. He was, he was right out back, and that's what he was. He's one of those – he's he's one of those horses that has got an immense ability, but he needs a bit of race shape in his favour. And obviously, big fields, he doesn't want to have to go through them. He's going to want to have to go around them. So your bigger tracks is something that he's going to be better suited to, that's for sure. Yeah, huge run. Huge. It was just disappointing because you, you knew, like, you were right, that stable with Uncommon James, like, they were there to win. They had the horse to oh. do it. It looked like it was going to happen. And, and again, I, st- I still stand by my, my statement. Ari, the, the Everest, I think the horse. Well, we got to remember that's his first run back from, from injury as well. So he's obviously going to take a, a big fitness advantage from that run. And 1,200 metres, I'm not sure where they're going to go next up with him, whether they're – whether they're going to keep him at 1,100 metres and maybe have a crack at an Oakley plate, I, don't, I, I really don't know. I haven't actually looked at, like, any of the futures markets to see if he's in any of them, really. Yeah, okay. What, what was his injury? Um, I think he had, like, like, it was only a minor leg injury. I don't think it was anything significant that required surgery because, remember, he had that regal roller and then he was, oh, what was the race? The Sir Rupert Clark, he got, like, smashed into favoritism for that race at Caulfield. And then he got ruled out like a couple of days later when they said that they were gone because they detected an injury. Okay. So 
Yeah, so there's Uncommon James, $9 in the market for the Oakley Plate. Lofty Strike's the favourite. Yeah, okay. Where's that run? Flemington? That'll be at Standdown. Oh, okay. All right, interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. huge run. First run back from injury. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd honestly be quite happy with it. I think it was. I think it was a really, really good run. Yeah, I might get on him because he owes me. <laughs> we he does. Bloody, he owes us all, doesn't he? He bloody owes me. Uh, another one uh, from the weekend was Destination, which was yeah. just disappointing. He was. He 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 loomed to win, and then like he was next to think about it um, coming around the bend, wasn't he? And then yeah. think about it just took off. Um, overtook Kanazawa and and he was just left for dead. So it might be an end of prep run for him potentially. Um, like, let's have a look. How many starts did he have? That was what four or five starts this prep. So it might be time for him to to go out for a spell because it was a bit flat run. It didn't really give us anything, did it? No, it might have peaked on that last one. Yeah. Uh, n- another one, uh, Ned Gully. Now, yeah, the late mail. Oh, that was a killer, wasn't it? Yeah. I did, I so, didn't even hear it in the run. Oh no, it, it ran third, didn't it? No, it ran second. Remember, uh, it was it. So what happened was, um, Angela Jones led up, kicked on the band, and there was a gap back to to fourth. But remember, Larry Cassidy had that Ruffy Iris songs just come down the outside and just clip it on the last fifty meters. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I right. thought, I thought, my opinion of the race again. I'm not a jockey and. Angela Jones, I think, is one of the best apprentices going around at the present moment. But I thought she got going a little bit too late, in my opinion. So yeah. I would have loved for her, probably coming around that bend, really started to extend a little bit more and really get those horses off the bit and really get them chasing a little bit more because they might have been – the jockeys might have seen that and have to pick up and then they wouldn't have set it up for a back market to absolutely rock it home out the back because it was a sit and sprint in the end when you looked at it. Yeah, and yeah, it's been hard to fault Angela Jones really of late. Oh, she just she's she's riding just impeccably. She's she's such a gun, and I think the good thing is with her down with Tony Golan, like he's just giving her the peach ride. She's getting all that exposure to the kind of the your elite horses up here in Brisbane. It wouldn't surprise me if she ends up getting some sort of gig elsewhere. Yeah, she's got a big future. Yeah, I I can't remember being. This impressed by a female apprentice, I think. Like, um, trying to think who it, I really, I really rate Carleen Heffel. I think she's a wonderful jockey. I think Celine Gowdry is another really good female apprentice. Rachel King was a gun when she went through. Yeah, yeah, those two you mentioned the, but, in uh, Victoria at the moment do go good. And then, and then obviously that one, that that one with three letters in her last name down in um down in Victoria is a pretty decent apprentice as well. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, she was a gun. Yeah. Um, well, what about some positives? Uh, things that caught your eye on the weekend? Oh, I thought I, I thought it was um, I thought it was a really good day of racing. I thought all the tracks played really, really fairly, which was great. Because obviously, I, I I don't like those days where there's a lot of I guess track biases and all those sorts of things. Like it, it starts to frustrate me as a punter because. I end up, you end up backing a horse you think is going to win, and then you end up seeing this very rail bias and the forty to one shot pop, uh, like gets over the top of it. I thought like a lot of the best horses run, and it was great to see a lot of horses resuming, which was good. Like I thought, Animo was just immense, wasn't he? Yeah, he um, yeah, he looked a winner a like, long way out. 
oh, like the ride was perfect. It was interesting. I read a really interesting stat about um, what his winning strike rate is when he sits handy in the first four or five in run. Yeah, and he's got a strike rate of 100%. But when he sits out the back and tries to overhaul them or anything along those lines, I think that's where all his losses have come from, which is pretty ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And the fact that they're the as he's got older, even though he's got a, he's still got his nuts, like he's really settling in run. Like you can see the way J-Mac is just riding him with so much confidence, knowing that he's going to – the horse he's got under him and that can, he can sit him up there and rule out bad luck. Mm. Which is a really, really good thing. So he's still got his nuts, doesn't he? What? Sorry. Has yeah, he still- he's 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 going to be a very, very expensive um, cult for for Dali when he retires. Oh my! So they, God. I think they're going to retire him at the yeah. What it's a pretty f- crazy, eh? They're going to make so much money on that thing. Oh, aren't they? Wow. So it'll be, when, when be you, interesting. When you say see, see what these him? first seasons. What was that? Sorry. Did you say they were going to retire him soon? Yeah, so this is his last prep. So he'll he'll potentially he'll race down here. I'm I'm not sure if they've completely ruled out a trip to Royal Ascot or not. But after that, he'll be he'll be most likely retired. How do you reckon he'd go over there? Well, the he's got good figures down here. It'd be good to see him in like a two thousand meter race because there's some very nifty horses over there in um. In, in Europe, like Badani, we know is one. He's he just just freak. Um, uh, what's that? What's that? Oh, can't remember a name. There's a something Vista. There's another really good filly over there, three year old. So they they've got some really really good middle distance stocks over there in 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 England and and France at the moment. Yeah, middle distance and long distance. Alp- Alpinista, Alpinista is the horse. Okay. Yeah, they. So yeah, Badani. They don't. They don't really have us covered with the sprinters, though. Would you say? Nah, we we're definitely got the better sprinting ranks. Like we've got Nature Strip, obviously, but then we have got that next crop coming through. Like I just feel like we here in Australia, we're very good at breeding those sprinters. When over there, they're more they're more staying prospects and and those middle distance runners. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. Well, what what else was going on there that weekend? Well, what did you think of Don Corleone's uh, bubble getting burst? The slipper yeah. got rolled at, at by that Cafe Millennium, that monster of a horse that came down the outside. Yeah, I mean, I was just sitting and watching that race. I really didn't have a play in it at all, so um, it was good lo- to see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, he's a monster of a horse. Like he's massive. He took forever to get going, but once he got going, like he rocketed to that line, didn't he? Was he first up, or was that like his first? Yeah, he start? was. He he was on debut. Yeah, yeah, right. That's interesting. Um, I feel I feel like John O'Shea. So he's trained by John O'Shea. I feel like his stable are starting to really come into their own, leading into this autumn carnival. So I'd certainly be keeping an eye on a lot of his runners. Yeah, okay. It's just disappointing that Tommy Marquand is out for eight weeks now. Oh, my God. That fall. What, it was, was pretty brutal, wasn't it? Yeah, and that race was fantastic as well. Oh, yeah. Well, that that move brings me on to the next thing. What about learning to fly? Oh, God. Man, that was so impressive. I was Isn't so impressed. She just, she's, she is a freak. Like, yeah. she, could, she, she could be something special. Honestly, what she did on the first up on debut, 
the way those those figures that she put up. And then for her to draw the absolute car park, get out back, and then just maul them. Uh, and yeah, you can. She just looks like she moves so well. And, and that's what she? we were saying. Like we hope they just take the sit on, sit on her and just come at them late. And they did. Yeah. And, and it was perfect. And did you end up getting on late? Did I you did. pop the drift? I did. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Same. So that was probably the only consolation for the day for me really after that. It was a bit pretty much a strip out and then <laughs> we'll talk about it in a sec. Um, so, yeah, that was probably the only thing that really kept me, kept me above, I guess, above floating. Yeah, that floating, was I guess we'll call it. definitely the most exciting part of the day for me. Well, do you know what happened to uh, Tommy Marquardt? Did that? Uh, what, what happened? What injury did you get? So, so the horses, the horses, the horses is fine, which was great. And he's got a, he had concussion, and then he had a clavicular fracture, I think, so a clavicle. I think yeah. that's what I read. So, he, so he's had surgery already. Yeah. So, because the clavicles, like, it's it's. It heals a lot easier than, say, a, a shoulder would. So he'll be probably, like they said, he'll probably be back racing in about six to eight weeks, most likely more towards the eight weeks. So he'll unfortunately miss the autumn carnival or the majority of it. Um, but we'll wait and see. I'm not sure how long he was out here for anyway. What part of the body is that? What bone is that? The clavicle. Yeah. So it's the clavicle. So, you know, you know when you come down to like the top of your sternum there and then walk out towards the shoulder? Yeah. So your collarbone? Oh yeah, it's part. Is it part of your collarbone? Do you know your collarbone? Yeah. So the clavicle is just another name for your collarbone. Oh okay. Yeah right. Yeah, that's bad. You would. Yeah. That'd be painful. Yeah. So to to be honest, to see him escape um like that was just amazing because that was a pretty ridiculous fall. Oh yeah, it was one of the and, worst ones I've seen and in what a while. It, what I really liked about it as well, and it just says enough about who Annabelle Nisham is as a as a person. Like she just she just could potentially unearth this freak two year old who's just arguably the most like the unwinnable race. She did not care about her horse. She ran straight to Tommy Marquand. Yeah, she, she ran running, on, onto running, the track yeah. and she she went straight over to when the medics were were to, to him. So yeah, I, awesome. that was a really good thing for her. To, it was a good thing to see that where her priorities lie. And I think she might have known because she's obviously a palm, so she might have known Tommy from a while back. I don't know. But either way, um, seeing that was a really – and thank God Tommy got up obviously as well. But seeing that, it, it really it, – it was good to see. Yeah, that, that's awesome because it, it looked bad. Like, I mean, oh, it looked vicious. It did look, yeah, it, it, it was it, like – and the fact that, like, learning to fly in that group of horses that were running on the down down the outside, they didn't really seem affected, which was really, really interesting. No. Um, I think he was past that by the time that happened, wasn't he? Or he might have. He might have, to be honest. He was flying. She was yeah. flying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing was stopping her. I wouldn't say she's learning, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. No, not anymore. Um, another one, another interesting race. Jeez, it was... It was it was full of drama, wasn't it? The, the weekend. Mm. What about Gentleman Roy and Jack? And oh, I? God, that shit me. I, Just, I was on the golf course at this point, so <laughs> I saw Gentleman Roy win, and I didn't really think anything else of it. I didn't see any contact. Uh, what what happened? So essentially, what's happened is Gentleman Roy shifted outwards, 
all right, in the last, like, say, 50 metres. And you can see it in the stewards' vision. Like, when I was watching on on .com and you could see it and, like, I could see, like, my, my bet fair, like, my, my bet was still remaining pending and I've gone, oh, no, I know what this is going to happen. <laughs> and then when you watch the footage, I was just like, I know exactly what's going to happen here. And then, like, Damien Lane was obviously at that point, like, pleading his case and then Zara would have jumped in and then the trainers would have done theirs as well. But you could see from the vision, it, he shifted off, he impeded Jackano and had Jackano not been impeded, I reckon it, it would have gone to a photo finish, but I think Jackano would have got over Probably a short half head on over him. It's disappointing, but it, yeah. the the right decision was made, and it. I'm glad it wasn't a rip, repeat decision of. Remember when Animo State Arrest had that? Um, yeah. I'm glad that that wasn't. It wasn't a repeat of that. Yeah, right. Because that's why I just thought it would not. I was just so surprised it happened. Because, yeah, you think about ones like that that they don't um, upheld, and you know. I, I don't know. I, I just couldn't see it, like, looking at it live. But I guess, yeah, the, the general consensus was it was the right decision. Yeah, I think it was the right decision. It hurt my wallet, obviously, and it hurt, well, your wallet as well. But um, the right decision was made, and, and, and you can't argue with that. I think the stewards used common sense that time, which was great. Yeah, that's always good to see. Now, what else did we have going on? That was like, well, they were two well I thought we, we, had the, we had the Blue Diamond preludes and... Um, with the Cots and Geldings and the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. So I looked at those races and nothing jumped. Barber won well, but did he did did he win that well? Probably mm. not. No. And then we had Craig Williams in the um in the Godolphin colours winning the the Phillies edition. Like nothing's jumped out at me. So I'm just looking at the market now for the blue diamond and Steel City sitting there at six bucks. Like how is that not the favourite? Yeah, right. So if you go back and look at Still City, so we've got 0.6 of a length off red resistance, and I'll touch on red resistance when we talk about the slipper market a little bit more, and then 0.5 of a length off learning to fly. Like, Wow. Aren't those elite form lines? Yeah, they definitely are. Like I, I understand he's, he's, he's a maiden. I do get that, but really – if you're looking at what Barber beat on the weekend, not much. Brave Halo, the um, Perth horse, which was kept in a pockets, not nominated. They might pay the late entrance fee, but he didn't sell me that he was that good. The yeah. instructor, yeah, all right. Don Corleone, well, the jury's out now after that poor performance. Yeah. Exploring was that filly that um, came out of nowhere that uh, Craig Williams rode. King's Gambit goes around this weekend, but it's not confirmed whether he's coming down. Little Brosie Charm Stone sucks. She was the height was was poor with her. So mm-hmm. if I'm looking at that market, Steel City, in my opinion, should be three dollar fifty favorite. Yeah. So would you would you take the early sixes? You want the honest truth? I probably would. I'd yeah, probably okay. take a little bit. I wouldn't take a heap of it, but I'd take a look. Like if you look at those form lines, like you can't fault them. Yeah. So why isn't Learning to Fly going to race in that? Um, I don't. Think she qualifies? I don't. I don't actually know. Yeah, she's probably been aimed for a slipper though, because obviously slipper being the richest two-year-old race in the world. Like, why would you go for that and not and a instead of a blue diamond type thing? Yeah, of course. Uh, she, do you reckon she's got that covered? That slipper? Oh well, that's the other thing. It, it's opened up this market so much. So 
I think I spoke to you about Red Resistance just before. So Red Resistance had a trial, I think it was today, over the 740 metres at Warwick Farm or, or at least this week, and it clocked a 31.94 for its last final 600, which if you watch the replay, he was given a bit of a rev up but not a huge amount, but that is elite, elite figures. In a trial. Yeah, so that's sub-11 second, well, that's sub-11 second 200 splits. Like that's very, very, very quickly. Interesting. So going to be a good race. (laughs) Oh, the slipper this year, like usually you can start to like, well, usually in the past I've been able to kind of pinpoint like the few horses that I think will, will really give it a nudge. But this year, like so many horses are starting to pick Pick their well, put their hands up, I guess. Yeah, that'll be. So I'm just trying to. Be a real I'm just cracker. Get, oh, it's going to be a ripper race. So I'm just going to get the. Here we go. The Golden Supermarket now. So we've got Learning to Fly, four dollar favorite with Sportsbet. Mm-hmm. Cafe Millennium, who's the horse who just won on the weekend, beating um, Don Corleone and all those guys. Now, I think that's a a huge market exaggeration. So first of all, we know the horses on debut. Great win. I get that. But the slippers being held at Rose Hill. Now, we know Rose Hill, that final turn, is almost like a bit of a hairpin. So it's quite a tight turn. So we know the stature of Cafe Millennium. He's a monster horse. So he needs a big, wide bend, a big, long straight to really get warmed up. So I don't see why he should be $7.50 second favourite. And we'll wait and see what he's like second up or as if he's going – or he might be going into the slipper just off that run. Yeah. Red Resistance, I can see why he's there. Skirt the Law just trialed recently up here in Queensland and looked very, very good. Oh, yeah, he is good. Yeah, good horse. Barber we spoke about, King's Gambit we spoke about. Steel City's in there at 13. Blanc de Blanc was, huh, yeah, he was all right. That was the the run, the horse that I think J-Mac rode on the weekend. And then yep. we start to fall down to those other horses that we've touched on. So, Honestly, looking at purely right now, I feel like seat 1A is definitely learning to fly, skirt the law and red resistance and even Steel City for that matter are the ones that I'm I'm looking at all. Interesting. So. I can't wait for that. That sounds amazing. Now. For this year, and it's, I think we might get a bit of value in, in some prices, which will be good. Yeah, yeah. Good. That's always good. We love that. Mm. Did you have any to follow from the weekend? Yeah, so I've got a couple that I wanted to follow. So we, um, the in-secret race of the Light Fingers, so the one that in-secret won with our girl Sunshine in Paris running a nice little second. Yeah. So I like two horses to come out of that race. So Madame Pomery was the one in the, in the purple silks coming down the outside and a lot more love, which the, was the same, like same position, was the one in the black and yellow silks. So I thought both of them, so a lot more love is just um, four, four words, well, if you know what I mean, and then Madame Pomery, put them in your black book because I thought both of them were really, really good first up over 1,200 metres. So I think both of them will appreciate definitely getting up to the 1,400 metres and then the 1,600 metres in the Princess Series. So they're two that I want to be looking at or looking for in in the next race over 1,400 metres. I thought In Secret was great. I thought she had the run of the race and she got a piece of a ride from Nash. She just waited for the split and, and got it. Yeah. Um, when Madden Pomerine, a lot more love, had the tough runs. They had to swing out wide and really rock at home. And I thought Sunshine in Paris had a really, really good ride from Ryan Maloney. Um, so, yeah, they're the two that I want to take from that particular race. Another one that I want to take from Randwick was Fangirl. 
Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Although, although although Voldemort was on, and I know, and I, I know, I spoke about how good Animo was, and I don't think she'll beat Animo, but I think heading towards a Doncaster, I think she was she's right on track. Yeah, that was so a she huge actually clocked. Run. Oh, she clocked. So she clocked the best final four hundred and two hundred meters of the day. Yeah, okay. and that was first up. So all you got to think about with her is she's going to progressively get better, probably into her prep. Sixteen hundred meters looks her pet trip. Um, we know what she did in, in the Golden Eagle last year. Like she was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was. So I think, so I think um, Doncaster's is right on track. I'm praying and hoping K Max not on, but judging by what uh, by what, how she how he rode her and stuff like that. Well, one would suggest that she might um, she might have him, but who knows? Well, if she if she can carry the Dark Lord, that's uh, she's a decent horse. That's for sure. Oh, well, that's what we've got to remember. And, again, this is probably not me speaking. Like, Corbs will be laughing listening to this this potty saying, oh, Brendan, of course, you're going to put Fangirl in in um, in um the black book. But I, I legitimately thought, like, that's me thinking with my head, I legitimately thought her run was enormous and I thought that she's in for a really, really good prep if we can keep these um tracks dry. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Uh... So, yeah, so that's, so that's Randwick. So I've got a few out of – um. But ones that aren't obvious, I guess, at um at Sandown. So I've got Ohi in the books. So Ohi oh was in, I think. Yeah, so O J A I. So it's a Godolphin runner. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember seeing that. Yeah, so she raced in in race five, which was the group three, the Kevin Hayes stakes over eleven hundred meters, which was won by Rich Fortune. Ah, uh, yep, yep. That was the one where Ducey, you know, Ducey or Ducey, however you want to pronounce it, yeah. um, started favourite. Yep, no good. So I, so Ohi finished 0.6 of a length off the winners. Now, if you go back and watch the race, yes, she came up the rails, and I get that. She did save the run, but she was running up bums rating for that split for a while. She then came up the inside of that leader, and which was the inferior ground towards the latter portions of the day, and she really hit the line really really, really nicely. Like I really thought it was a great run from her um, and I thought the ride from Johnny Allen was great. Um, obviously, the first three were great. They did well. But I think if that was her first run of 100 days, so she was first up. She's one second up before, which is really, really good. But you just need another one that we just need to see a dry deck for her. Yeah, okay. Sounds so like if, that if one you're could look, sneak in with a price somewhere, maybe. Hope, well, that's hopefully. the thing is you might you, you might actually get a price because she SP'd in that race around $17 and she's finished fourth, so she's finished outside the placing. So we might actually get a price for her. So I reckon if we're looking around a similar sort of grade in, a, in her own age bracket, looking around the 1,100, 1,200-metre mark, second up, dry deck, big field, I think she'd be a really, really nice bet. Yeah. God, they have good horses. Often. Oh, don't they? Just endless. They're, they're, yeah, they just keep producing just these awesome horses. And obviously, um, Ojai is one of those ones who's probably a B grader for them, but still, she's. I'd love to own her, that's for sure. Oh, anything in those blue silks. Yeah, exactly. Any, anything. <laughs> exactly uh, right. Any others there at Sandown? And the last one I want to look at is oh, well, the last one I want to put in the black book was in race eight in that Carline Club, which was dominated by Pounding. Yeah. All right, so we 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 mentioned obviously corner pocket and a subconscious and all those sort of guys were horses that we we looked to put in our in our black book. But I thought Keats's run into fourth was was quite good. Like if you go back and look at Keats's like um I guess 
track record or, or history, he's been running in like BMs, like handicap races. Oh, yeah. Some of them have been on, on Saturdays, but they've been mainly handicap races. And his, his last time he raced in group company was, was over 1,800 metres last year in November in the Group 3 Eclipse behind Milford. Now, he yeah. finished in, at nine lengths, like I think it was nine lengths, eighth or something like that. Like it wasn't a really good run. But I thought his run in that Carline Club was really, really good. And I thought Craig Williams rode him to an absolute T. So I put him in the black book purely for the fact that that race was run at a really, really fast speed. So he was entitled to probably fall away towards that end point, but he stuck on for fourth really, really nicely. So I'm not going to be backing and moving forward in, say, a group three or a group two or anything like that. But something around those handicap races where he gets in on like a, a reduced weight um, I think he's a ripper chance and he's probably another one that will be hidden purely for the fact that he was $41 SP that day. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Craig, he was on fire that day. Oh, wasn't he? Craig is coming right into his element. Mm, I wonder what he's on this weekend. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on a few that we will go through on the weekend and we'll see if any. I don't think I've even got any with him on him, um, but we'll, we'll talk about that anyway. Okay. Do you want to go there now? Should we go to Rose Hill? Yeah. So do you want to do you want to touch on Rose Hill first? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So Rose Hill rails in the true. No rain expected. So we'll probably have a good track. Uh, really fair racing, which is good. Like I said in past weeks, Rose Hill's played really, really fairly, which has been good. So you've been seeing horses win from all positions. Now we've got two features on the card to um, this weekend. So we've got the Parramatta Cup over nineteen hundred meters, which is just a listed race, and then we've got the Group Two Hobartville. For the three-year-olds. So I think we'll we'll touch – I reckon we touch on the Parramatta Cup and then we'll touch on the Hobartville and then I'll mention I've got five other horses getting around in the, um, on the card that potentially could be bets, but there might be others that, that might come to, to light as I look into the races a little bit more. All right, cool. That, uh, where so, are you going to start that Hobartville? So let's on the, the Parramatta Cup. Okay. So the Parramatta Cup, there's it, I, the, I love seeing all these like – emerging stayers start to really find their feet and, and come into their own. So if you look at the top three in the market, like they're all really emerging stayers, and I think that's reflected in their odds. Yep. So you've got King Frankel there who's who's had 10, um, 14 starts for, for 10 in the trifecta. I thought he's he's a great horse and he's and he's he's worked himself through the grades over the, the spring last year. We've got Iris Legend who's just found this like rich vein of form in the last um, last couple of months. And then you got Banju, who who was really really good um, uh, last start. That was the race where man, no compromise was um, absolutely up. rocketing up. Yeah, so that race. So there's a couple of uh, there's there's those three horses are really really good in market. And then we're we're looking at a couple of others going around. Like Mohican Heights is coming off a win um, in a handicap at at Eagle Farm, which I thought was a really really good run. Um, yeah, there's a few decent horses, but I, I really want to focus in on those those top three in the market. So hey, uh, Irish um, legend and a favourite of ours, fashion legend. Yeah, they race in the same colours, right? Yeah, so they're the Bon Ho colours. So he's a Hong Kong businessman. So he any horse that he has usually has the name Legend in it, and it's the uh, same horse that we'll, we'll tip to tomorrow night at at Sunshine Coast as well. Um, uh, yeah. he's owned by him. So he's a Hong Kong businessman. So obviously his, his best horse has obviously been classic legend the, when he won the Everest. So yep. he's, he's owned some pretty good horses in, the, in his time. Wow. Okay. Didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So 
Well, let's touch on King Franklin. We'll just go in market order. So have you got him as your favorite? Yeah, 380. Yeah, so his last run, what I what I find really interesting, his last run was over the, the 2,300 metres at Newcastle. Uh, I think it was called the Beaufort, which was in November. I find it really interesting that Mark Newnham's bringing him down here first up over 1,900 metres. So my concerns with him is that he's he's had two decent trials under his belt over 1,200 metres, and Tyler Schiller really gave him a nice rev up in this last one over at Randwick, um, which which he won by two two lengths against I don't know Nuffies really but I have concerns regarding his fitness levels and whether he's going to be fired up ready to go first up over 1900 meters or he's going to need the run okay yeah so he's what what is what I'm thinking yeah so what I'm thinking with this is is this just a first up run to get him through the line and is Mark Newton starting to build him towards a Sydney cup where he's going to get in on the lightweight so his first up record's not bad. Yeah, his first up record's like it's sound, but then when you like he's it's just a worry that is is he gonna have the fitness levels first up? Now, if you go back through his his European days, yeah, that's great. He I think he he's, he debuted over eighteen hundred meters. He then was sent for a spell and then he debuted over nineteen hundred meters, then over twenty four hundred meters. But how the Europeans do it, they do it different to us. Yeah, okay. Okay, and then when you look back at his first up record here in Australia, which was last year in September, he debuted over the 80, well, he um, kicked off over the 1,800 metres in a class one. Yeah, right. So class one's quite a weak grade over at Newcastle. He he demolished that field and and that's wonderful. Five and a half lengths. Yeah, but this is a listed grade, so... This is just a, it's a slight concern, but I can certainly see why he's he's favourite for this because when you've got had fourteen starts for four wins, five seconds, and a third, like you you can't blink an eye and and, and think that he's not going to win. Like I think he's a genuine winning chance. His SP was four forty that day at Newcastle, and yeah, so you got to look at his SP profile. So he's got what. I'm just looking at his Australian SPs, 440, 360, 170, 330. So there's no surprise that his odds have gone up like this. They're like the, the bookies aren't going to throw him up at nine bucks even though he's first up. Yeah, yeah, no way. So he's there's not a bad that. horse by the looks of things. Oh, great horse. And then we've got Irish legend who's found this rich vein of form since getting out to his suitable trip of about 2,000 metres. So if you look at Irish legend Sire, see the stars or see the stars, sorry. Yep. Now he's widely regarded as one of the greatest horses of all time. Yep. All right. So he's a ripper, ripper horse, ripper Sire. Now he is, he is fully fit. He's ready to go. So his last run was um, on late January on the, I think it was the 21st of Jan. Uh, so he, it was, yeah. Yeah. So he, he, um, where he knocked off Tony B. Um, Mahogany, Almania, Logan Street line in that that kind of handicap base. Yep. So now he drops in weight from 56.5 to 53.5. And, and if you go back and watch his trial oh. on the 6th of Fed at Randwick with Brock Ryan on, in the saddle, it was really, really nice trial. So he led the trial. Yeah. Mm. So he's a lightweight. <laughs> so he, he led the trial. And then just kicked on the bend and gave nothing else a chance. Like it was a really nice, stylish trial where he wasn't really given a rev up, but you can see that he was—he looks good. All right. Well, I'm I'm sold. So, so you got him, and then we've got Banjo, who we know is coming out of really good races. 
um, ran that obviously ran rode really light, fifty one kilos in um, in the Drinkwise Mile. But um, my concern for him is sixteen hundred meters to eighteen hundred meters. Yeah, and he's he's a good horse. He's tough, but um, we won't oh, we won't be is. backing him with uh, with uh, Voldemort on the back. No, well, that's the other thing, and and the horse has never gone past the mile before. And I thought he was, I thought he was there to be beaten at, over the mile in that drinkwise, um, drinkwise mile race. So I'm concerned yep. that him stepping up to 1900 meters is probably a bridge too far. Any longer, he probably would have been done. Yeah, that's to be honest. Like no compromise would have got him with an extra 20 meters. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, so I really like it, Irish Legend with that lightweight. So I was going to say the same thing. So he gunned my head. If I had to, if you had to, if I had to give a horse, it'd be going with Irish Legend. Simple as that. He's got the fitness edge over King Frankel. Uh, Brock Ryan's riding really, really well, and he rolls forward, which is the other thing. Okay, good. King Frankel will roll forward as well, but Irish Legend's drawn better. Yeah, he's got barrier four. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I like that. You only want to touch on those three. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really have an opinion on anything else in the race. D- don't biscuit, like, I, to be honest, I won't be betting in the race, but um, those three look the well, those the top two in the market look the ones really. Yeah. Okay, good. Want to go to the other big cool. one? So, let's go to the, the Hobartville for three rolls. This looks like a really nice race, isn't it? Have a look. Well, I don't think, and uh, like the favourite we can see is obviously loses J Mac, gains Tim Clark, which isn't it, which isn't like a negative in the slightest. Timmy yeah. Clark's elite. So I don't like my concerns. I think I said it on the potty last um, two weeks ago was I was worried about AF Cabin first up over 1200 metres. And he put my comments to bed pretty much straight away because that was such an uh, impressive win in that Eskimo Prince, wasn't it? Yeah. God, he's short though. Oh, he is. He's super short. And then we, we saw Zoo Tiger, obviously. We needed a bit of a rev up from Tommy, but Tommy's obviously a very aggressive rider and can get the best out of his horses. So without sounding bad, like I think Gunn is still a really, really good jockey in Brenton Abdullah, but I feel like it's a jockey downgrade for Zoo Tiger. And he's going to have to find so many lengths to to take Af Cabin at Af Cabin's pet distance. Now, Os, there's one in here that we've spoken about before and you had a bit of an opinion on Ossipenko. Mm-hmm. So Ossipenko was awesome. So once he started to get out to a, a trip, he was very good. So if you, you might recall his run in the Caulfield Guineas last year where he was point or oh, half a length off, um, half a length off golden mile and, and elliptical in that race. Yep. Yeah. It was huge, yeah, so, wasn't it? Yeah. Huge run down so, the outside. If I remember correctly. That's it. That's exactly right. So he's a very, very, very good horse, and I think he's got immense ability. And even Nash came out and said on um, – he was interviewed. I can't remember if it was by um, like the press in or, or like like the – I had to put TV presenters, but he pretty much said I butchered that, and it was a bit of a messy race. So yeah. he he admitted that it was, it was probably his fault that Osipenko didn't fire first start. And I thought his run, that fifth um, behind Afghan, was was full of merit, definitely. Yeah, I uh, I really like it. I think um, I think with Na- and you know, I'll back anything with Nash on it. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a favourite of ours, isn't he? Yeah, but uh, I'll be chucking that in the quaddy for sure. I reckon. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things that yeah, like it. 
you could just go really, really narrow and just put off cabin and just hoping that um, he's come back a better horse and 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 those sort of things. Um, or you you go wide and you start to include those horses. I just think a dollar at a dollar fifty five, it's almost too short for me. It is very short, and there's, obviously there's no value there whatsoever. But if you go back and watch that replay, like he was just pulling away from them. Yeah, at, I reckon a dollar fifty-five is a cursed number. The you amount, reckon? The, well, the amount of dollar fifty shots I've seen go down recently. Yeah, it could be cursed. Well, like, it could Don? It could what was be, it? Don Corleone on the weekend. Oh, he was a yeah. dollar fifty. Don Corleone. Who else was there? There was Don Corleone on Charm Stone. Mm. That was another shorty that got rolled. So I think all those multiplayers, I think we saw that in the Punk Cub like, chat. It was quite funny seeing everyone just reload on all their multis that got burnt by those first two. Yeah, I think um, I think if something's a dollar lower than a dollar sixty, I don't think it's worth even doing anything with. Throwing in a multi unless, or anything. Unless right? it's Winks. Unless yeah, it's Winks. Something like that. But I mean, there's so much can go wrong in a horse race for something to be that price. You know oh, what I exactly. mean? That's, yeah. It's I know exactly tough. what you mean. So I'd probably be steering clear of the race. The interesting runner is the number two here, Pia. Oh, yeah. So that's a New Zealand horse. So um, yeah, he won the, the New Zealand 2000 Guineas last year. Um, there was a big boom on him coming through. So I think he, he kicked off, he won his maiden very, very easily. And then he went straight into a listed race um, off that maiden win and was only two lengths behind uh, Dynastic, who's, who's also another horse that they, they've got a quite, quite a decent opinion of over there in, um, in New Zealand. He then went to the Hawks Bay Guineas, brained the field, and then obviously won the, the New Zealand game. So I think there's a bit of a boom on him, which is, which is really interesting. And they've, they brought out Sam Weatherly, who you probably recognise. He was, he was out here running in Sydney there for a while. Um, so I, I'm not sure how, if he's – I think he is related to the trainers, Darren and, and Briar Weatherly, whether it's his parents or uncle or auntie, who knows. But they've flown him out specifically. So obviously they've got a bit of an opinion of the horse. The I definitely affair. think he's going to – yeah, I definitely think he's going to be better suited over the mile. So, I don't mind that, like, though. The Kiwis produce some good horses. Well, you got to look at it like this. Like, you look at all these race, all the all the horses in the market in this race. Like, they were comfortably beaten by Aft Cabin, weren't they, last start? Yeah. And they'd have to find a hell of a lot of lengths in order to overtake him. So, he's one of those interesting runners. The other one that I found very interesting is Matt, Matt Latte, the Mark Newnham horse. Oh, yeah, Matt Latte, yeah. Yeah, so he opened at $41 and he's, he got smashed into around the $20 mark. I think yeah, he is where he sits now. 23 now he, had a, he had a really, really nice trial on Crosstalk in, um, in early Feb. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, so it's interesting to see um, – See the kind of love for him and, and whether or not Mark Newnham's told someone something or who knows. Yep. Yeah, that is interesting. I'll be, mm. I don't know, I'll be playing a few in the quaddy here, I reckon. we got a couple of uh, ours now. One of our favourites, men's always is yeah. the top weight. <laughs> the big fella, he's, he's resuming. He he's back. It's good to see yeah. you back, mate. I oh, know. I think he's aiming towards the ACC derby, so we're not going to see much of Manzois. Yeah, he's won. He's won. He's actually won over this trip before. Oh no, no, sorry, he won over the mile before. 
Yeah, righto. Oh, no, no. Sorry, I stand corrected. So he won his ma- – he broke his maiden. Well, wasn't really a maiden. He he ran second in a 1,300-meter maiden and then straight went straight into a BM72 for three-year-olds and, and won there. And then he slowly built his way up. And then his next win was obviously in that Vic Derby. So I don't expect him to do great things until we get around that 2,000-meter mark anyway. Um, but I'll certainly be keeping a very, very close eye on him as we start to approach those kind of derby lead-up races, that's for sure. Yeah, we won't be betting on him this one, but for anyone who uh, is listening and doesn't know, the Oracle tipped him in the Vic Derby at 30 to ones or something like that, at least. I think I got more than that. Yeah, I think it was around the 30 mark. Yeah, one of the greatest tips you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, well, so what? A, geez, communist? You reckon he can run around? And then we, and the, and then we put communist in, the, obviously, in the black book as well. I thought he was a really good run. I think he'll be better suited to over longer trips. So he's another one who's in there. I thought Brosnan was very, very good behind, um, who just got nabbed by communists on the line. So, to be honest, like if I was doing playing a quaddy, I'd probably have Af Cabin. I'd put this peer in there just in case, and. And maybe match a latte just because they bring the different form lines. Yeah, because I think I just I just can't see all those other horses that raced in that in that Eskimo Prince. Um, I guess getting the better of Afkaban now that he's been getting to his pet trip. Yep, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, should we go to the uh, last few legs of the quaddy here, or what else? Did, was there anything? Oh else yeah, do you want to talk? At? We can we, we can talk talk them through. Yeah. Um, we'll talk to it briefly, and then we'll touch on the horses that are in the black book that are running around. Yep. Um, I thought Crosstalk trialed really, really well. Um, comes out of elite form lines. Coming out of group one, he ran eighth in an Epsom, obviously on a heavy deck, but third in a Bill Ritchie. Like, he's a good horse. Um, Bullfinch is sound. It's got Voldemort. Lakeen has actually trialed very, very nicely. So I think we touched on Pericles, who, who wasn't very good last week at Sandown, but – in the trial, in that trial that he was behind Pericles, he was very, very good. Lakeen. He was hitting the line nicely. He's got a he's got a decent first up record. My only concern is he doesn't seem to appreciate the Rose Hill track. Yeah, okay. Cuban so Royale's had an impressive prep. Cuban uh, Royale just doesn't. He he just run, never runs a bad race. Yeah. He's obviously better suited to Randwick, so he's got a way better strike rate at Randwick. So big wide, like kind of like we spoke about with with Cafe Millennium, like he prefers that big wind up to get himself really firing up and and finishing off. Yeah, he finishes strong. Again, I've never yeah, been I'll, on him. I've never been on him. And he really I, nah, and I don't know how I've missed him so many times. Look, I've missed him three times this prep. He's won three wow. out of four. Yeah, no, <laughs> it happened to be the, the one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. I really rate him, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a great horse. He's very honest. I'd love to own him. He's almost won three quarters of a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Shit, he's had 60 starts and he's an eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy, isn't it? Wow. 60 and he's been in the money, what? That's like nearly 30 times. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. He's done well. 40% of the time he's placed. So he's, 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 he's an honest horse. Like, I'd, I'd love to own him. Yeah. What a gun. So, yeah, there's that. And then we've got this interesting runner, the number three. Can you see Wellwell? 
Yeah, yeah. So Well was bought out here by Chris Wallace. So it's a French-based horse. Now, he's been racing in very, very good company over in France. So he won a Group 3 over there, over the 1600. He then went into a Group 1 over the 1600 and, and met a horse who I have a very, very big opinion over there called Modern Games. He ran a distance six to them, about three and a half lengths behind. But when we're looking at these form lines, like modern games, that's that's like proper world-class form. He then went to a big step up from the 1600 to the 2100 there at um, Chantilly. And he ran into a horse that actually was in line to win Horse of the Year in Vidani, who actually yeah. did very, very well in the – I think he ran second in the um, – Arc de Triomphe, which is the world's best race. Yeah, and uh, El Bodegon was second in that one you were just talking about before. Yes, that is correct. So we're looking at like that El Bodegon, like we're talking fourth in a in a Cox Plate. Yeah. And we're sitting here in a, in a BM97 here at Rose Hill. Very, very interesting. So very interesting. And then we know the horse was brought out here, went into the, the, the Golden Eagle first up, had Frankie de Tori on. Frankie Dottori has a horrible, horrible record here in Australia, so you can probably forgive that run. There was actually a little bit of market support. Yes, he did start 17s, but I think he opened in about the $50 mark from memory on in the all-in. So okay. don't quote me on that. So I haven't – like the trial – I looked at the trial there on the 6th of Feb, but there's a typical Waller trial, gave away nothing. It just looked like the horse just went around. But he's a, certainly a horse that – I'd I'd want to have on my side in a in a in a quaddy because he could come out and absolutely blitz these guys if he brings that kind of European form. Well, he's just got panels of class on them, wouldn't he? Doesn't he? Well, on paper, yeah. Yeah, I will not be leaving him out. No, nah. so he's he's one to certainly consider. Uh, anything and else then, in there? Uh, not in that race. You could probably like. All the other guys, like Superiums and, and Nuffy, characters are, are, stay, are resuming, as is Zarek. Lumi in, yeah, probably a bit out class, to be honest. So you'll see a lot of horses, like a lot of these stayers, jumping up in these high BMs and in these, like, races now because they're starting to build towards your Tancreds, um, your Queen Elizabeths and, and your Sydney Cups. So you'll yep. see horses like Character and Zarek starting to kick off now. Some of these stayers can certainly do something first up, like, too often you see it a say just like suddenly jump out its out of its wings, but those two probably not. Okay, all right, cool. So in the last, uh, I'm seeing something in the last here that I find like a little bit confusing. But yeah, Midwest is a good is a good horse, right? Very. There's some good horses in this, but why is a Group One winner? Shelby 66. That was a group one when he beat Nature Strip in that, wasn't it? Yeah. No, he didn't. No, that wasn't a group one. He won the Galaxy, which wasn't beating Nature Strip, but uh, still still a group one. Oh, uh, okay. What what was the right? Didn't he beat Nature Strip and, and uh, Eduardo? Or is that a different? Am I thinking of a different horse? No, no, no. That was that was a race. So that was that was in the group two challenge. Gr- yeah. Okay. So, he, so that was the one Eduardo won, and then he was only 0.2 of a length off Eduardo. Nature Strip ran third and then Splintex ran fourth. Yeah, okay. So and how remember, the hell is he $51? Well, he hasn't exactly performed since then. So he had that dream run where he was an absolute mudlark. So remember he – Yeah. He, he, 
he um, won that highway. He then went into the Group Two Challenge for a prize, che- uh, like a check. Yeah. Obviously, outperformed his SP crazily. He then went to the Group Three. Um, oh, what was the race? The one that he beat, he beat Rule of Law, Grafina and all them. And then he went to the Galaxy and won that. And then he went to the TJ and absolutely got rolled after that by Nature Strip. So yeah. he hasn't really found that form since that day. And I think his best has been a second in a listed race um, down the Flemington Strait. So, yeah, that was his last race. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, there was, what, there was a string of pretty much last placings before that. But, yeah. I mean, he beat Nature Strip. Well, <laughs> That's true. Like it's, it's, I don't think, do you think he's going to be like less suited on a good deck? Cause we yeah, know he's definitely. a bit of a mudlark. Like he's had, like, if you're looking at his record, he's had what the 23 starts on good and soft decks for one win. And then you look at his heavy track record, 10 starts for four wins, a second and third. So one would suggest he's just jungle edge 2.0 and he just loves swimming in the mud. Well, if there's any rain, I'll be getting on. <laughs> There's under under one mil for the next like five days in Sydney. Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> never, never trust the weather, man. I, might, yeah, I know exactly. a bloke. I know a bloke who drives a tractor. There's a couple of sprinkler heads down there. Oh, do it, and then just make sure they don't get the chopper out just to dry the straight like they did that last time. <laughs> what did? When did they do that? So remember it was for, I forget, it was the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. I think it was last year. Remember when we had that shit ton of rain and it was on on the cusp of flooding and they were thinking about calling off the race, mate? So Peter Volandi's got oh. the got the, the casino choppers to go up and down the straight to try and dry the ground. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. only, in, only in this country and only in horse racing, hey? And, and only Peter Volandi's. Wow, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy, eh? That'd probably do a good job of it too. Well, I can't. I think we got through the race meet, which was a great thing. So that's it, good. <laughs> he, they should have. He should have choppers on standby to do that. Like absolutely. <laughs> well, definitely, particularly when we get those bloody wet autumns and wet springs. No harm. Wow, that's amazing. Well, what did you like yeah. in this anyway? So I thought Midwest has had a massive, massive jockey upgrade. So we've gone from Matty Cartwright to Tim Clark. Mm. All right. So that's a huge thing. Now, point oh three of a length off Miramia. Miramia then went on to absolutely blitz them, beat Forbidden Love in that – remember that Forbidden Love race? Yeah. Blitz them in that race, which was, I think, in group two – oh, what was the race? Not Apollo. Oh, I can't remember. But anyway, over the 1,200 metres. So those are elite form lines. The horse has won well. Um, second, He's gone second up. Um, finished outside the trifecta once on that occasion. Um, loves the distance. Two starts for a win a second. So my drawn really nicely as well. So in my opinion, that looks a really, really good bet. There's no actual, like, there's a couple of leaders in this field. Like, Tai to me, is a leader. So Cody can can sit handy and as can easy single. But I don't think they have the speed of Midwest. So Midwest, to be honest, might actually um, get this race all to itself up front. Best leader, uh, best leader jockey on board. So Midwest could be a bet for us, to be honest. Okay, interesting. Now, there is a bit of a boyfriend in my if, of mine in this race as well, which you'll laugh at. And this will be Corbs laughing again as well. Kiss some. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the horse. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it. I just think it's 
It's been plagued with shit jockeys. It's and not finally... the duck eggs in its record. What, sorry? It's not the duck eggs in its record that you love about yeah. it, that's for sure. I know. So I don't know what it is about this horse, but I'd, I'd love it. Obviously, I think this is very short of its best. I think it's more a 1,400 to a mile a horse. So I won't be backing the horse, but I'll be watching it very closely going around because I think it's probably being aimed for a Doncaster but I don't think it has the class of a horse like Fangirl. But certainly, let's have a look and see. Have you got a future? I love bet the fact for that Doncaster yet. Who for yeah, Kiss yeah. Sam? Yeah. I'm considering it. Well, let's have a look <laughs> and see what the odds. Let's just see what the odds are. <laughs> I'll just make sure because if it's in the hundreds, Jesus, I'm definitely getting on. <laughs> I, I, I also don't it. Make it. <laughs> I don't exactly. I don't advise anyone listening to this podcast to follow me on with this one at all. <laughs> all right, where are we? Here we go. Let's see, Doncaster Mall. Here we go. Af Cabin six dollar favorite. Fangirl eleven dollar third favorite. Ooh. All right, all right. Where are you? All right, I'm in the twenty sixes. Haven't seen it yet. <laughs> all right, still not seeing anything. Right. Surely it's in there. I think it will be. Let's have a look. Because it'll get in on the minimum because it hasn't won anything really big. Jesus, man's voices, <laughs> man's voices ahead of it in the market. <laughs> <laughs> we clearly know the horses are even going there. The Zoys. Yeah, the big fella. Um, all right. I'm getting real deep in this and I can't. I'm seeing horses that are <laughs> pretty pass. All right, here we go. Kiss some, um, 101. Yes, I'm on. I'm going to get something. I'm just going to have a little snippet at it and pray and hope it. that it runs. I have to. I have to. I can't let it go around without me on it. So, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably chime in on that, but please don't follow anyone. <laughs> oh, God. Lovely. So, you, right. yeah, you're not, you, you don't think he's got a chance in this? No, I think it's a bit short of its best, but he might, he might, he might run a good race. I just want to see him hitting the line really nice, like really hard. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Midwest might so, be a bet. All right. M- might be a bet. Now let's touch on two other horses. So we've mentioned Lakeem. We've mentioned Miramia, who's going to be going around in the sixth. Now my opinion is, um, I don't know where she's going or where she's being aimed at the moment, but. I think she if she if she can get into a galaxy around eleven hundred meters, I think she'll be really really good. I don't I don't know if she's going there though, so don't take that. But if you can get two dollars thirty or better, take it. Yeah, she's immoral. Dollar ninety five. I'm looking at it at the moment, but th- yeah. do you reckon she's got that field covered? Easy. And look who's on. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, Timmy Clark. Surely she does after that last race. That the field she beat in that way better than this one. Big Golden Mile. Pizarro came out and ran second in Think About It. Remember Think About It's race last week. Yeah, that we spoke about with um, uh, who was it? Kanazawa and well, that was Destinations race. Like Pizarro has obviously franked that form and was four and a half lengths behind Miramia, and that was in a Group Two. Yeah. Um, Golden Mile, we know it's a really, really good horse. Like, if you can get $2.30 or more, I would just be taking it. I think this is a gift for her, to be honest. Okay. Yep. Noted. Uh, Sweet. Any others now, the, there, Rose Hill? There's only there's one that I really want to talk about, not a huge amount, but just, just talk about, is this Super Pursuit in Race 5. I'm looking directly at that, funny enough. That race? Yeah. 
and Super Pursuit. That stood out to me because I thought to myself, I don't know if I've seen that before. So if we know Think About It came out in one. Like this, this the horse seems to be the the kind of flavor of the flavor of the night. Yeah. But um, if you go look back at that race, Super Pursuit carried the massive weight with Reese Jones. I thought it was a pretty shit ride from Reese. I think he didn't get the horse out and wind up um, soon enough, and it's only half a length off. Think about it. Yeah, okay. And that was over the 1350 there at Roose Hill. So then we look at, obviously, this is over the 1400 metres, an extra 50 metres super pursuit had for Valor covered and for Valor had like the race run to, to suit. Yeah, yeah. So um, 61 I, and a half I, kilos. I'm not too stressed by that. So if you look at it, this, this prep, like it carried 60 kilos last run in that BM78. So it's carried weight before and I'm and, – like I'm just looking at it, like what it's carried in its past, and it's carried big weights and won. Like it won a, a, a 74 rider in uh, in New Zealand, carrying 60 and a half kilos. Like it's 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 a decent size horse. Yeah. Okay. Hey. So I think. Yeah. Another one you've tipped in, and and it won when you tipped it in here too. That Saint Bathans. Yeah. So Saint Bathans is a good horse. Um, I loved him in that Seymour Cup last year in October and then we backed him obviously in that BM80 in, at Caulfield over the 1700. Yep. Um, I'm not sure. Like he's been off for 105 days. I haven't seen any sort of jump outs or anything like that. But again, it wouldn't surprise me if this is just a, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm intrigued by it, definitely. Yeah, okay. But like I think this race, like you can see it's $6.50 favourite. Like that suggests to me that's a pretty damn open race. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Tough looking race. Yeah, very tough. So, yeah, it's not for me in terms of, of um, I guess, of of picking it, but it's certainly a horse that's in my black book that I don't mind. Okay. All right. Well, let's get out of here and go to uh, Melbourne. Flemington. Yeah, let's do it. So, Flemington, rails in the true position, good deck expected, which is great. Now, we always – the best thing about it is you can obviously access the – the rail statistics there on Flemington website. So rail in true position, 39% on speed, 22% midfield and 39% uh, back markers. So when we look at it like that, as we always talk about, very fair racing at Flemington. And it's widely regarded as the best track in Australia. Uh, I, don't, re- I don't like any other track it's, any better than you want, Flemington. Oh, isn't it? It's just the best. It's best viewing track to go to, like everything about it. You can see why it's called headquarters, simple as that. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm so happy we're back there with these races on. There are some fantastic looking fields here. Yeah, so we've got the two feature races. So you got the CS Hayes there, which is race six on the card. Yeah. All right. So that's that's a, a three year old race there over the the fourteen hundred meters, and then we've got the straight race, the Black Cavanaugh Lightning over a thousand meters, which is a ripping field, I think. Oh yeah. So. What we might do is let's touch on the CSAs, the Black Caviar, and then um, I'll touch on because I've got Black Bookers in quite a few races. Okay. And a couple of them are actually at odds, which is interesting as well. Ah, uh, beautiful. All right, so the CSAs race six. So, so let's have a look at race six. Now, it's a really, really decent field in this race. Now, we know obviously being three-year-olds, so some of them will have limited starts. So I reckon we touch on t- top of the market, Attrition, who's never missed the top three. Okay, he's yeah. had four starts, two wins in a second. Now, he's coming off a really, really nice win in a BM64 at Geelong um, on late January. He won by about four lengths. But to be honest, I don't think he beat a great deal. But he's 
<clears throat> he's certainly a horse who's been racing, who's race fit, and we know what we're going to get with him. Like he's he's ready to go. Okay. Three. All right. So he's he's a horse now. Bank Moore is a horse that's in in my black book. So go back and look at his run in the Met Group Three Manfred. He was point one of a length off Jack and O. Now we know what Jack and O did last week. He came out and won a fourteen hundred meter race to CF4 at Sandown. Um, obviously in protest, but would have won regardless. So that's you've got to look at that form line, and that's pretty elite. He's one second up before, and he loves the track and distance. It's gun form. He was so close to having Jack and O in that race too. Mm-hmm. He's also one and a half lengths off Golden Mile in the Caulfield Guineas. It does read eighth on paper, but he was only one and a length, one and a half lengths behind him. Mm. Geez, I'm right. liking the sound of him. Yeah, to be honest, this will potentially be a bet. Elliptical's a good horse. Um, I haven't seen any jump outs or anything like that, but obviously the guys there, um, Sam and Anthony Friedman, have a really good opinion of him because they he ran obviously second in that Caulfield Guineas there behind Golden Mile. They then put him in the Group 1 um, Spring Champion behind Sharp and Smart, and he obviously beat She's Extreme, Machilato, who we spoke about earlier, and Manzois Home. So he's got some really good form lines. And then they obviously sent, they thought he was quite a good horse. So they put him in the lightweight race in the in that McKinnon that Zaki won. And he did pretty well. He did really well. So he was only one and a half lengths off Animo, 0.2 of a length off Thunderstruck, and he beat Hinge, Tome, and, um, and Maximal. So when you, when you reflect on it like that, like he's got some really, really good form lines. His winning record, he's only won the one race, but he's been very competitive in, in high-class fields. So he's another one that the key thing you got to think about though is that wide barrier. But like we said, he's um, like his speed map. Like if we are looking at it, him purely for that, I have him probably dropping back, rolling forward. So we know that obviously it's fair racing there at Flemington. So he's some he's another one that I wouldn't be putting a pen through. All right, I'll be putting them two in the quaddy then. Yeah, so I'd put him in. You got uh, Bella Bow. All right, which is a good good horse um, from Tasmania. Yeah. He's been up a while though, so I've been I've been funnily enough I've been um I've been watching him closely, and he got rolled over the twelve hundred meters last start in um in like, a listed race. Yeah, listed race down there. Now it was interesting. He was dropping back from the mile back to twelve hundred meters, so you can see why he probably did. He wasn't wound up ready to go so this step back up to 1400 is certainly going to play in his favor and and brendan mccool is he's actually a really really good jockey so he's one you you can consider okay um this holly man's uh went around the valley mm, doesn't do anything for me yeah the interesting thing is how often do you see j mac on a um 14 pop oh yeah cadet 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 ship cadet ship yeah so we know um, the horse beat Regal Pom home at Warwick Farm over the 1,400 metres back there. Regal Pom came out last Saturday night with Tommy Marquand in the saddle after Chad had the fall and rode him an absolute trip, but he obviously got up. So J-Mac, we, we laughed about it today, um, on Wednesday, didn't we, when it's like, why is it that I always seem to back the J-Mac horse that he loses on? So he's hard to do. would not Oh, I know. So I make a habit of it a lot. Um, so cadet ship, he's be one that you'd be certainly considering putting putting back in there. Yeah. Okay. 
Nice looking leg to get things started. Exactly. And then you got to look like Jamie Carr. She's like on on a $23 pop. Craig Williams is on a $41 pop. Angry skies, yeah. So yeah, you got to look at it like that. So in my opinion, I think either Bankmore will just brain this field simply with the Jack and O form or anyone could win. Okay. Yep. I, I so, like the look of Bankmore and Elliptical. Yeah. Okay. I think both of them are good. And I think what I'll do is I'll, you no doubt the, the Freedmans will be interviewed regarding Elliptical in the coming days and they might even um, they might even do it with Bankmore, trainer Richard Lamming as well. Okay. So we'll keep an eye out for what they say. Keep an eye out. I'll keep an eye out anyway. And if I get any sort of inkling, then obviously we can just pass it on and put it up as a tip. We can even put it up as an early mail thing. Yep. Beautiful. So let's go to race seven, the Black Caviar Lightning. Um, the Black Caviar Lightning. God, what a race. What a ripper. This is down the straight, isn't it? It is down the straight. Oh, geez. Look who's in here at $13, not paying 100 to 1 for a change. Rock. Rockin' horse. Rockin' horse. But the thing is, I, I love about the horse. Like, he's beaten Nature Strip fair and square, albeit over 1,200 metres. Yeah. And he's done it He's he's done it twice. Yeah. Because remember he won the new... What a gun. He won, he won the new market. So he's done really well down this Flemington straight before. Yeah. What, a, what an absolute ripper horse, hey. The quaddy yeah. killer, they should have called him. Well, he's not going to be killing my quaddy because I'll be putting him in this year, this this time round. Do you reckon quaddy the quaddy killer would be a great name for a horse? Absolutely. You couldn't leave him out of the quaddy. <laughs> Everyone just omenry puts him in. <laughs> oh, that's what I reckon. That's what I'm going to call one one day. I reckon. So it's a really interesting field. This one. So when you look at it, what have you got? Who have you got as your leader on on that on the paper? One second. Uh, probably Marabi. Yeah, you got Marabi over Nature Strip. Yeah. And then what about Cool and Gutter and um, Cool and Gutter Fire? Yeah, Fire's another one he goes forward. So how it looks to me is there's going to be a fair decent pressure up there with Nature Strip. Now it'll be interesting to see if they split or they go down the inside or outside rails. So. Just, I'll be keeping an eye on that because um, I'll see if we have we got any other straight races in the lead ups. Yeah, we do. Good. So okay. just keep an eye on Flemington race three where they go with that. All right. So that's our only straight race for the day leading up to it. Now, um, Nature Strip is, he's eight now. Obviously, had an amazing career. He's won over $20 million. That's fucking wild. But isn't it? He's gone down his last two. Yeah. Do you think he's lost a bit of that, you know, shine that he's had his whole career pretty much? I don't know. Like You'd when hate we to like say it, it and then he comes it, out. Like he went over to Alaskot and brained them. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. he won the King Stand, he then came out in the in the shorts, which was that wasn't that the day that we had the punters lunch. 17th of September, and then remember he, he, he brained them. He beat Overpass, lost them running, Eduardo Mizzou, Mask Crusader, yep. Athelric. Like he, there was a lot of horses that he knocked off, and he did that in style. But then he went to the Everest, got started like favourite. But I think J-Max, he was too cute on him. He thought he was 
um, he thought he had it home and hose. And then obviously Mazu and Private Eye, who actually went on both on to, to win races after that, and Giga Kick all got over the top. Yeah, look, I think at this point of his career, mm. you're, n- you're mm. only ever going to get to around $2 for him because of his what, everything he's done. I think you're better mm-hmm. off just betting against him at this stage. You reckon? I think so. Like $2, look at the odds that you get because he's that short for all these other things that are guns. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you're if you not considering, um, I guess, him, that's 50% of your market that you're going to remove. Who would you be looking at putting in your quaddy here with this race? Well, I'd go Buenos Noches. Definitely. For, for the sake of it. Uh, Do you know what's interesting with Buenos with Bornis Noches mm. is look who the jockey is and look Bella look who Bella like Bella's in the race and look who the jockey's riding Bornis Noches. Yeah, yeah. Craggy. I find that very, very intriguing. Yeah, okay. So cause was it Craig that won Bella when she yeah. won that Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Now they're a similar price too. And they're, they're two that I definitely have in there. I don't. How does Bella go down the straight? Um, I don't think she's done super well. I'd have her in there anyway, just because that those runs in that last prep were so impressive. Well, she. So you know that race that Rock and Horse won the Darley last year, late last year. Yeah. The one where Nature Strip got rolled and Rock and Horse like bust burst the quaddy. Yeah. So Bella crossed the line with front page uh, Rothfire Lofty Strike, who we know came out and won last week. The Astrologist Giga Kick, Levante and Baller. Yeah. Jeez, this is... Um... <laughs> it's one of those things like if you don't want to put Nature Strip in, you've got angles galore with everything, don't you? Yeah, and that's how I'm going to play this for sure. I really like Marabi too. Because she was just oh. flying that last prep until the, the end of it where she probably just had enough. There was just a yeah, picket the, fence until that. Well, fit. remember she, remember in that, in that, um, in that valley, the 1200 meter, William Reed, remember she had all that pressure on her as well? Yeah. She was looking, she was absolutely flying. Yeah. So she, she's a wonderful horse. We know September run has handled the straight. We know ball has handled the straight. I thought Fire's run was really, really good first up, but obviously this is a huge step up in grade. Yeah, I probably couldn't take Fire. I wish to win. Like Moody's come out and said that she, he's going to be targeting a bit more sprint trips with I wish I win this this prep. Your girl, Cool and Gatta, has got a good first up record, loves, loves the 1,000 metres. Yeah, and she's still got that. Really lightweight. I just think mm-hmm. if she imp- if she's come if she's come back better, could be in with it. But it like, could be in with a chance. But I don't know. Ditch, yeah, I don't know. Look, the, the, I, like I'm happy to leave Nature Strip out of this, just because I just think it's it's at this part of his career where, like I said, like he's always going to be short, and you're going to get good prices for everything else, and he's probably not going as well as he was. Yeah, I know. I I can certainly see where your head's at in terms of not going as well as he as as well as he was. But I probably would. Sure. I'm probably the last person anybody should listen to in regards to anything Nature Strip because I hate him so much. Because <laughs> if there's ever been a horse where when I when I don't back him he wins, and when I do back him he loses, that is the horse. I, I've a, actually a good, never won on him. A mate of mine, Jimmy's the same. 
he's the same. He just can't, he can never catch him. And then he'll put him in a multi or something like that when he's, and he's short starts a dollar fifty, and he'll just absolutely just, just get rolled. And he hates it. I hate it. Absolutely hates it. <laughs> never hated a horse more in my life, I reckon. <laughs> and to think that he's won $20 million in the what, how many races? 22 races of his 42 race career. And you, you haven't been on him for <laughs> one of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That goes to show you how much of a fucking idiot I am. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion with Nature Strip is back in when he, you, he's going for his grand final, which yeah, is okay. usually either a TJ Smith and Everest or in, in the situation with Royal Ascot, um, Royal Ascot. Okay. I think he's a grand final horse and he can he can cost you a lot and he's he's got his own little quirks and those sort of things. But I'll usually just back him on his grand final day. Yeah. All right. So he'll probably win this race. Uh, <laughs> well, I think he's aiming for a TJ. So <laughs> yeah, okay. wait and see. He's got a good first up record. But yeah. in terms of that... He'll win I, it because I said he ha- he won't. Probably. So no, he can no. pretty much make it a bet. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just stand him out in the quad, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, if, honestly, if you look at, if you're looking elsewhere, if you if 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 you as a punter don't think Nature Strip can win, or you've got reservations about him, then I would literally be putting nearly everything in the field, bar probably Mullane and Fire. Yep, I like that. I think that's good. I think that's good advice. All right, so should we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's touch on the next race. So the race next race eight. is, yeah, which is the, it's a listed race. So this is the the H of the Hong Kong Jockey Club Elms Handicap. Oh, I'm fucking scalopini. Look at him staring at me. <laughs> I know, I know. And the thing is, like, he's, like, can, can you fault him in this race? Not, no, but it's, I mean, if he... Bring some of the form prior to that last run at mm-hmm. the Gold Coast. You'd be on him seven fifty. Like we're getting a good, we're getting a good price about him, aren't we? Mm. Do you know who I rate is Uncle Bryn? Uncle Bryn is a ripping horse. Yeah, and I think Flemington suits him big time. Have you have you seen his first up run? Uh, first up record. Mm, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Looks real good. It does, doesn't it? Mark Zara on board. So Zara obviously usually rides Scalapini. No, oh, fucking, I'm on. Well, he has actually. I looked. Sorry, I stand. When he's been in Melbourne, Oliver rode him once, and then Damien Lane's taken over. So sorry, I stand corrected. Yeah, but either way, Mark Zara, ripping jockey on Uncle Bryn. Like he's won the Cranbourne Cup. He's won some some good races. He's. I think he's a good horse on the on the arc. Yeah, he um, God, he's impressed me in some of his last few starts. Mm. I love his racing pattern, and I re- I really think Flemington will suit him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now so he's the favourite in this too. That Daytona Bay. Um, don't know if I, I think I was watched that last race of it. Don't that, don't rate it that much. It was first. No, I, yeah, I'm I'm not sure why the market has it. Favorite, like I'm looking at it now. Has it been met with any supporters that drifted? Yeah, it's had a bit of support, support. to be honest. Mm. Yeah, it opened five bucks, which I find interesting. I know there's a bit of a boom. I know, um, I know Peter Moody has quite a, an opinion of the horse, which is interesting. Yeah, not sure why. That'll bring. Like, money I, I think to the horse. 
I think the horse is sound. Like obviously he's had he's had a he's got a really good record, like six starts for four wins and a third, like with his only like like run outside of the the top three was last start. So he's he's he seems like a decent horse. Yeah. But, well probably can't leave him out. No. What about uh, Muhammad? So Muhammad is having one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. His eighth one run this prep. Well, look, I think he 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 struggles to win, even though he was yeah. really close that last start. Remember, he was the horse that cost your mate that massive multi. Yeah, on uh, Melbourne Cup Day. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I can go near him, especially that deep into a prep. I know. And Ben, who's Benny Mellon? So Benny Mellon's jumped off. Has he jumped on anything? Mm, I can't see him in here, no. No. No, he's on nothing. Oh, so he's not on. So Craig Newitz kept the kept the mount, which is interesting. So I think this race is really open. I think it's reflected in the odds, though, because if you look at the outside of the 390 for Daytona Bay, I think you're paying the Jamie Carr tax there as well. Yeah, it's a really open race. Like you've got a lot of horses under twenty dollars. Yeah, I mean, tough leg. Looks like a really tough leg. So I've got actually got a black booker in this race. What is it? So you know, I was speaking about horses at odds. Mm-hmm. So it's Hickok. Ah, uh, yeah. I've thrown him into a few quaddies, Hickok. You, Jake Noonan usually rides it rides him for. Who is it? Anthony Noonan? Is it his dad or something? Um, what's this? Sorry, Hickok. So Tony Tony Noonan. Yeah, he's is the trainer. Jake Noonan usually rides it, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he's well, he's read Tio's robot. Yeah, Jake Noonan's ridden him quite a few times. I don't think it's solely, but Jake Noonan's the usual the usual jockey. Yeah, I um, yeah, I think I've been on him a bit, or at least I've put him in in uh, quaddies before. Yeah, now. When I'm looking at this, like I really liked his his run at Sandown, uh, first up. Yeah, that was a, he. What did he, he didn't even finish in the placings there. They finished second. Oh, okay. Behind. Sorry, I'm looking and, at. It. I thought that he had a race before that at Mooney Valley. No, so he, fin- he finished second. So then, if you look at, have a look who finished fourth. Hang on. I can't see it. Who I can only see Carl. So fourth was Daytona Bay, half a length off Hickok. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. So which is interesting. Now my my notes were read very good first up. Back look to back thirteen hundred to fourteen hundred meters. Usually in in BM seventies, lower the better. So he's obviously popped up here in a fourteen hundred meter race um, that's listed. But honestly, he's getting in on the bare minimum. And I thought he was really good first up. Yeah. You've then got Craig Williams on, who's a, who we know is riding like an absolute demon. Mm-hmm. Isn't he? I like it. So he's one that I would not be leaving out of my quaddy, that's for sure. Because I think he's got a bit of fitness edge on a lot. So Banker's Choice is resuming. Dallas Sands resuming. Scalopini's coming down. Uncle Bryn's resuming. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this one. Riazan is resuming. Crosshaven yep. is a non non winner. I think he's well, he's one six obviously, but non winner. <laughs> uh, looks like Elvis, same thing. Catch twenty two. Like Milton Parks resuming. Like you're looking at all these horses. A lot of them are resuming. 
Hickok's having his um, like third run this prep. Yeah, he's beaten Daytona Bay. Like I can't see. Mahanrak's having I, his twentieth. <laughs> exactly right. So, like the just how I look at it. Yeah, it just I just find it interesting. Yeah, I see what you're saying, and I and I like the sound of it. Um, I will hundred percent be throwing him. I'll, I'll even have something on him at that price for sure. Well, I think we. I think you got to look at that price with him there, and with Craig on board. Obviously, that's a that's a big plus. Yeah, like not 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 to discount um, not to discount Tio, but I know that I would prefer to to have Craig on my side than than Tio. That's for sure. Oh yeah, I think Craig is he's in form. I like it. Twenty seven and six fifty. Had a little bit of support. Opened at thirty one. What do you open at? Thirty one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's yeah, something like that. Oh no, maybe it opened at high twenties and then it fluctuated out and it's come back in. Yeah, I like it. You do? Mm. Yeah. Sweet. Well there we go. So that's someone I would include. Um, it's, it's a tough body. It really is. Because you've got these horses, like these middle distance runners all resuming with obviously bigger targets in mind. Like, honestly, you could, you could, I don't even know who to pick, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't leave out Scalapini, Uncle Bryn, um, obviously Hickok. Probably, oh, Maybe even just leave out Daytona Bay since it's the favourite. Yeah. Well, Dallas Ann's jumped out really nicely at Murray Bridge. She's got J-Mac on board. Yeah. Which is a big thing. I just don't – I can't back Dallas Ann. Like, I've just seen him go <laughs> no, around too many it. times and not win. <laughs> well, what's scary is he won over 1,400 metres first up last year in August. Oh, uh, yeah. No. That was, Albert, it was in, at Morfordville. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I actually rem- I, act- I actually did back him that day. <laughs> no, you are kidding. <laughs> yeah, that because but he was like two good effort. two dollar fifty favorite or something. I think he had a, he had a bit of class on him. Yeah. Uh, wow. But yeah, look at the look at the rest of his starts. I just can't do it. Yeah, I'd probably put him in the quaddy though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? But are we going well, short in any of these? We haven't gone short in any of these legs, have we? Well, no, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. That, that's is, the serious thing. What about the last? Is there anything to go? Well, it's a straight race, mate. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, honestly, a couple of like it's, on a, this one. <laughs> it's a really, really difficult quaddy, isn't it? Yeah. It could pay a shitload. It could. It too, honestly could. Yeah, Jungle Jim's a favourite in the last. Jungle Jim, yeah. Like the Jumbucks, um, I don't know, how, how's, how's Jungle Jim favourite? I don't know. He's won, he's, this is his fifth race of the prep. He's won one, two, second and a fourth. Well, did Jumbuck beat him, down, beat him home down the straight by a length back in the 14th of January? Maybe it's because he won by two and a half legs in his last race, but that was at sale. I do rate to jump back. To jump back's a good horse. Loves to stray. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be so this is just me just off like just just throwing numbers out. So mm-hmm. I'm 
I'm not looking at it. I'm just looking purely. I'd be having Jungle Gym I'd put in. Yeah. All right. I'd have Sacred Palace, which is a black booker of mine. But the reason why I have it in there says soft deck. It's not a soft deck on the weekend, so you could probably pass on it if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Hot Nick. Yep. Gracias Amigos. Yep. Just, just, if, can you imagine if it gets up? The reason why I'm putting it in there. 71s, yep. Yeah. Um, Dejumbuck, obviously. Yep. Hello Broadcast is a black booker of mine. Yeah, great name too. Cars, cars I thought, on. So I, funnily enough, so he drops back. So that was in a BM70 that he was in first up. He was very good down the straight. Like he, Jamie Carr had him off the bit very, very early and he still kept coming to the line. Now, the reason why we're probably getting a price is he started 8.50 in that race behind Red Hot Nick, but he was carrying 62.5 kilos. He now drops to 55.5. He's out wide. He's one second up before. He's three from six at the distance and he's $31 with Jamie Carr on board. Like, is like I don't... I, I would. I honestly think that's a bet. Oh Jesus! Yeah, the more I look at it. Okay, that's that's uh, very intriguing. And there at the go. least, yep. that's a thirty to one shot in the last leg of the quarter. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I'd just be putting those numbers that I just told you. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love the look of that quarter. Yeah. Let's um, just pray that anything other than than well, let's just pray Bank Moore. Why don't we just stand out Bank Moore? Do you reckon um, an attrition? Why don't you just put elliptical? four five yeah four five fifteen in there? Yeah, just put everything bar nature strip in the lane and calm. four five fourteen. You mean attrition? Four five fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. attrition. Yeah, and then what? Lay nature strip. You lay nature strip, but <laughs> obviously just keep fire and malane out and everything else in. Yeah. Either either lay it or stand it out. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, everything except malane and uh what you say, fire. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And then I reckon we go scolopini. Yeah. Bryn. Uncle Bryn. Hold up, but bear with me for a second. Scalloping Uncle Bryn. I think we've got to put Dallas Sandy in. Chuck him in if you want. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we have to. Yeah. Dallas Sand, uh, Mgawa. Yeah, okay. And Hickok. Yeah, I love that. And then the last we've got, what have we got? Jungle Jim, Dejumbuck, Red Hot Nick, and Hello Broadcast. Yeah, fuck, that's juicy. There we go. That's a juicy one. All right, so we're we're really going over time here. What uh did you have anything else at Flemington, or do you want to talk about your thing at Sunny Coast tomorrow night? Uh, well, let's just quickly touch on so a couple of black bookers climbing star in race two. Yeah. Um, I love the way that um how she did behind Jack and O. Like she clocked some really really good sectionals. She missed the start and fell out the back, but she came home really really nicely. Um, our girl Exalita is, is second up. She's five starts, um, 
the three wins in a second, second up. She loves the 1,400 metres at Flemington. What race is um, she? race five, actually. She's race five. The problem that I have is the, the jockey booking, which shits me oh, because – Yuck. I don't know where <laughs> – I don't know where Michael D is, but I wish he was here. Um, I don't know it. That, and, how Damien Oliver keeps getting um, let out of the retirement home to come and take I'm, these rides. I know. Like Michael D, he must be suspended. I don't think there's any other reason behind it. Because I saw him on something. He must be suspended. He's because on he's something ridden, in this meeting, I'm pretty sure. Really? Because he's, he's, he's ridden Exolita last five starts. I thought I'd just I, – I could be wrong, but I thought I saw him on something before. You know, I, I could be wrong. He... Yeah, no, no, sorry. I might be seeing things. I, yeah, I'll so I think he must D's. be suspended. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, climb, so just climbing Star, Exolita, and then Hickok, and then Hello Broadcaster there, the four black bookers there. Uh-huh, yep. Um, around the grounds, I've got one for you, which – Potentially could be a bet for us. Eagle Farm Race 1, Smart Recognition. Okay. Was very, very good on debut there. It was in a, a, in a two-year-old maiden behind Nazorian. Oh, yeah, 390. Came home, yeah, came home very, very nicely. I think he'll be better suited to a like a, a, like a bigger track like Eagle Farm. And the 12, I put in my thing 1,100 to 1,200 metres second up and it's 1,200 here. Okay, nice. I like that. So he, so he cops some. He was very, very slick home. His last start. All right. So Eagle that Farm. could be that. That's another one that could be a bet. Eagle Farm race one, smart recognition. Yeah. Mhm. And what? Anything else? That's it. And then I can touch on that sunny coast one that I hopefully everyone can listen to tomorrow morning. Yeah, and then I'll they have can get this, on. I'll have this out tonight, so that anyone who listens to it tomorrow will hear it. Might even Sweet. chuck it so, up on the Instagram if you want. If you want, or just I reckon we leave this for just the people who listen. Okay. Just make them listen through. I'll push I'll, through yeah. our, our ninety minutes of dribble. I'll write in um I'll write in the description, listen to the end for a for a tip. <laughs> for a Friday yeah, there you night go. Tip. Friday Friday <laughs> tip. <laughs> All right. So this horse that I really like is called Do Well Legend. Now we spoke about those legend horses owned by uh, Bon Ho, this Hong Kong businessman. Now, yeah. what I love about this is this horse has been racing down in Sydney for a, the, a lot of its career. Now it's only had eight starts. I do concede that. But he's had a million trials down there and then he's got going and he's trained down there. Now, how often do you see Chris Waller bring a horse up from Sydney and then just kill it with that horse? Yeah, a bit, definitely. You that's see it often now. He feels like that's why he's set up up here. Yeah, exactly. So he brings some horses. So I thought this guy's run, it was a BM68. I do get that at Doombin on the 1st of Feb. Now you'll read on paper that it'll say six, two and a half lengths. Now if you go back and watch the replay, I know I sent it to you. Mm. He was just running up bumsy and tie straight. Now yeah. he's a big, big horse. Like he's got a big stride on him. So a big wide open track like an Eagle Farm or a Sunshine Coast oh. is going to suit him a lot better. He's got he's drawn wide too, which is fantastic for out He's there. got a massive jockey upgrade from Kyle Wilson Taylor oh, KWT. Got- who who himself Thompson. to Benny Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. He's got this. Now I do like the, the grey, not the grey, the distance. I would have loved him to stay at 2,000 metres, but I know that what Chris is trying to do is get an easy kill up here and just trying to get the win a bit more confidence back in him. 
I think he's a price at five dollars. Can you get what? What can you get? Five dollars. Yeah, take it. I know that he opened around. I think he opened at seven dollars or eight bucks or something close to that. Yeah, I'm gonna whack it. Is I'm gonna whack it. Yeah, I think it's a really good. I think it's a really really good chance. Now it reads soft seven on on paper that up there, but we we're not getting any rain or anything like that. No, I'm yeah. He's gonna just Benny Thompson's gonna put him in the middle of that track. Yeah, and he's just gonna and he's gonna storm down the outside. Now we got a smaller field, which is really really good. Mm-hmm. So I have like so I wouldn't surprise me. So early thoughts is obviously your leader there from the inside gate. Would not surprise me if Benny Thompson followed Millennium Jewel around and had him two two back off the fence. Yeah, okay. In this, that's that's why I have him in this map, which is really really good. So I'm happy with that. And um, yeah, I think he's a great bet. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna launch it. There you go. All right, mate. Well, we let's wrap this up. Um, Done. It's been good. Thanks for coming on. We'll uh, chat nah. over, over the weekend anyway. Sounds good, mate. Take it easy, okay? Okay. See you. Bye.